The tide wind came every night. It billowed in from the Marian Sea between the clock strikes of ten and six, clawing up sand from the far side desert with invisible talons. Six moon cycles ago, the tide wind only unleashed havoc for two strikes of the clock. Now, the hurricane's chaos reigned for longer each night. It swirled through the 13 cities of the Warden's Empire, wreaking destruction and scattering debris. In the capital city of Naruta, the tide wind pummeled at the iron gates of the Warden's Keep, but the four Wardens didn't wake from their slumber. The Warden's seconds in command slept less soundly. As newly assigned disciples, the weight of the empire struck them with each gust of the wind. To the north, the tide wind slipped through the expansive villas of the Ember Quarter, but money bought protection, and the wind found no access behind their metal doors. Across the Ruta River, the tide wind went, to the duster quarter where wooden shutters were easier to break. Each gale of the tide wind weaponized the sand of the far side desert, splintering the wood that tried to protect the dusters within, the sleeping bodies exhausted from a day in the plantations. On the tide wind blew, toward the final district of Naruta, the dredge, the quarter that traded in sex, drugs, and drink. Here, the tide wind found three bodies. Death had claimed them long before the tide wind did, but still the wind ripped their skin and flesh from their bones, grinding them to mere fragments of what they once had been. Blue blood scattered like sand. Sixth strike, the clockmaster called out from his protected podium in the dredge. Few heard his words. Even the tide wind didn't heed him. The gusts remained, bloated with particles and cadavers as the sun rose. Those in the maroon tavern didn't know the pink sun had begun to shine. The tavern was set deep inside the tunnels of the city. The patrons were drowsy with fire rum. The drumbeat from the lone player on stage was without melody, but the crowd shifted slowly to it. Most of the dancers were dusters, field workers at that. It was clear from the oozing welts on their backs, dripping blue blood to the floor. On the edges of the crowd was a handful of ghostings, satchels held between their limbs, ready to trade. The ghostings' gray-brown skin was a feature of their translucent blood, but it wasn't the only thing that marked them. Their hands and tongues had been severed from birth, taken by embers to silence their truth. There were no red-blooded embers in the maroon. But there was someone else there that night who was neither ember, duster, nor ghosting. She wore a cowl that draped her face in darkness. The sleeves of her dress were long, the skirt pooling around her ankles. But as she surveyed the maroon, flashes of her features revealed themselves from the shadows. Her dark skin was glossed with a slight sheen of sweat from too many bodies pressed into too small a space. The smell, too, but her nose didn't wrinkle. She'd grown up in worse smelling places. She was searching for something, for someone, among the crowd. Her eyes darted left and right, assessing each face as it passed. 
Her hands twisted beneath the table as she fondled a silver spider brooch studded with black diamonds. She grew careless, and the pin of the brooch pricked her. Divine's web. She muttered the curse with a growl, and then instantly chastised herself. Doubly careless, letting slip a phrase that would mark her out in this empire. But no one had noticed. The maroon was the no-work's small slice of freedom, and freedom was more intoxicating than anything. She looked down at her hand with a scowl. A bead of blood grew like a drop of liquid sunshine on the tip of her finger. Yellow. A droplet of truth that could shatter the empire. She wiped it on her dress and stood. The doors to the maroon had been opened. The tidewind no longer raged. It was time to go home. She would keep searching, for years if she had to. The child of fire would let themselves be known when they were ready. And then war would come. She smiled under her hood. Let it come. <laughs>